During the Spring Equinox of 2017, Yanis and Nam prepared to ritually sacrifice the surviving members of the Society of Leopold that attacked the coterie a couple of nights prior. During the ritual, Yanis communes with the Earth Mother, and the Khuldun is swallowed with his sacrifice into the Earth. Nanjazal tries to mimic the blood sorcery ritual with her sacrifice, and feels something in her blood stir as she melds into the Earth. Matilda talks to Roger Smith to confirm that the body of Scott Roberts was found in Altarki's territory. Roger is concerned about how the Altarki seem to be in the know of much of what happens in the Anarch faction. He then proceeds to give Matilda advice for her run for office, while reminding her that truth and honesty are paramount for the Anarchs. Dermot asks Frederick Whitmore, the Toreador Primitive, to sponsor him as a member of the Lockleys Coterie, seeing that it's missing its Camarilla representative. Frederick agrees to help Dermot be appointed in exchange for a major boon. He also offers to transfer Carl's minor boon over Yannis to Dermot. Eight months pass and the Coterie is summoned to Ashton Court. Before they depart, Yannis thanks Nange and Matilda for their help in defending his haven. He considers the minor boon he had over Nange paid and offers to upgrade the one owed to Matilda to a major boon. They also discuss what information can be shared with the new member. Once in Ashton Court, the Coterie is met by the spokespersons of the factions, Reuben, Felicity, Frederick, and the Lord Keeper Morgan, who is there on behalf of the Library, to record the precedent surrounding the new edition of A Member to a Multi-Faction Coterie. Dermot is presented by Frederick, and all of the parties agree on his appointment. Dermot introduces himself to the Coterie, and after a short chat, he offers to go to the Domain to show the haven the Camarilla has put to the Coterie's disposal. Once there, they see Caroline on the CCTV feed. She holds a piece of paper to the camera, saying that Teach wanted a word with all of them. Good evening, and welcome to Blood on the Severn, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set on Bristol, England in the year 2017. With me tonight... Max playing Nandazal of the Ministry. Peter playing Janusz Kroll of Clan Chimitsu. Rob playing Dermot of Clan Malkavian. Uh, and Alice playing Matilda of Clan Venture. Um, so, well, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, for those who are watching live or who are watching on YouTube, you now can see that Dermot has his swanky, swanky uh, character portrait on, on the overlay. Um, you can go and check, uh, see a bigger image on the vlog post. And if you want to be notified of our blog post, make sure to follow us on Twitter as well. Now, as you heard from Hubert's recap, last week ended with the coterie being in the in the new haven that the camarilla has sort of presented uh offered to the coterie um to serve as well dermot's studio but also with the potential of becoming an hq if you guys choose so and uh while you were well while dermot was showing the security system around <clears throat> around the place in the setup you could see Caroline uh, with a message for all of you to go and see teach so you're there you just saw that message is it uh, clear is it clear from the message whereabouts we're supposed to go to see him or because I think I know where he generally hangs out is there a is there a location that can be read from there? Well, Caroline is not moving from where she is. She's still in view of the camera. Uh, okay. She just she just stays there, waiting oh. as, if, as if she would be, you know, standing in the corner. I'll say I'll say to Derma, um, where's that camera to? So uh... You said is it the edge of the domain? It's just on the edge of the domain, you know, to, not too far. 
Uh, well, I reckon we got to get in the car and get over to where she is now. Well, get over to where who is? Mm. Oh, sorry, that? sorry, Jan. Uh, Caroline teaches PA. She wants to meet, or teach wants to meet with all of us. Looks ah. like. But she's communicated this through the cameras. It's a bit ominous, um, isn't it? That he wants to just have a word. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not particularly more ominous than what he normally is. Mm. I mean, I suppose so. Well, but, but I reckon we ought to get in the car. We're going to leave Caroline waiting there all day, aren't we? All night. And it would not be wise to keep Teach waiting any longer than uh, necessary. No. What's well, Frank doing? Do you want to take your car again? Would it be better to all go in one or split up on two? Probably better to go in one, isn't it? Okay. That's fine. Yeah, let's go in one. Are you going to drive them, mate? Hey, do you want to, you know, flip for it or...? Yeah, let's flip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pull, out a, pull out a coin and just flick it up in the air. <laughs> okay. Heads of, heads of tails. Tails. I look at tears. So your choice. <laughs> his choice. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to do it, or do you want to? No, it's fine. We'll get in my car. Okay. Um, before... yeah, yeah. I'll just lead everyone out. Yep. So you drive to where Caroline is. She's still there in the in the edge of the domain. And when she sees you approaching in the car, you. You, you know, flashlights and and she sort of waves and she sits in the passenger seat of, of the car that is parked there. And as she as she's getting in the car, she makes a gesture for you to follow them. Okay. It's not a long drive. Just go to the center. Get to Spike Island. And once you are parking there. Um, once you park there and get out of the car, um, oh, unless you want to have a conversation in the in the meantime, you're going to the to Spike Island uh, to the center. I think one thing that I will say is, um, I appreciate this is your first evening with us, Dermot. Uh, so I should perhaps point out that this is a, an uncommon occurrence. We're not usually summoned by Teach in this manner. Oh, that's good to know then. So, I, I mean, I don't really know how this courtry thing kind of works. I, I, I suppose you guys can uh, kind of tell me. It's usually that shit kicks off somewhere in the domain and we have to clean it up. Sometimes it's that the people who kicked the shit off called us up and asked us to fix it up when really that ain't what they want. Don't think this is that, though. I, so you think there's a bit of trouble, is there? Well, it's usually trouble when someone like Teach phones you up in there. Something like that, I suppose. <laughs> So it might be if we've got something to do. Don't know. But I appreciate your thinking, uh, Janusz. Uh, that uh, you know, let me know this isn't the norm. Hmm. Yes, we should all be wary. Is there anything I should uh, like do or not do? I mean, Nan, she's he's part of your group, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, what you mean? Is there anything you should do or not do? Well, I know what it's like with yeah. the cam, you know, the, the formalities and stuff. Is there any kind of, like, formal stuff with this guy? 
if there is, I don't know what is. Well, it, something comes to mind. Don't piss him off. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will say he's like he's like all people that are in his kind of position, right? You don't piss him off. Yeah. You pay the appropriate respect. But course, guess, yeah. we're not like your lot. We're not, you know, tied down in bloody drama and tradition and all that shit. It is. So, Probably worth remembering that above all, he is a merchant. Yeah, he likes I, so he likes to he likes to like bargain a bit. Mm. He likes to profit. He likes yeah. to know that he's getting some out of the interaction, and obviously, when he's talking to us, he's always getting some out of it. It's not like we're going to yeah. tell him no, is it? Mm. but he will respect you if you borrow with him. Fair enough. Enough. Might be as he doesn't know you're coming, because only tonight you came and joined us. He will know. Yeah, I imagine he will. What is His strange? I mean, look, look. He already then. knew to put up the sign. Him, last time we spoke to him, if this is about the same thing, he, then he will presumably want to talk to Dermot about it, won't he? Yeah, mm. he wants to clue him in. Oh, there's a bit of drama. I knew you're saying that me and the Camboys, we've all got the drama, but uh, look, it's clear you got some of your own then. Yeah, everyone's got a bit of drama. Hey. You don't have to go most lay that off the cam. <laughs> most of our drama left with Carl. With Carl? Hmm. I, I see. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know about it, so uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. So once you reach Spike Island, you get off the car. Um, Carolyn approaches you and says, I, um, Teach, we'll see you now. Follow me, please. And she just starts walking. And that's when you leave the car park and turn and you realize you are like headed straight to the SI Street, Britain. I'll follow her. Get whatever pay. I'll keep whatever pay, pay she is. She's keeping. She's keeping a normal pace, but of course when once she reaches the door and someone that, that the person that's with her opens the door for her, she stands in the door and gestures for you to go through. And of course she politely waits for Janish and Nanjasil who is at his side <laughs> until Is this go through. an Elysium just No. It's not okay. Teacher's gaff. All right. Tell us, um, just out of interest, yes. uh, which which clan is Teach part of? Uh, Bruja. Bruja. Okay. <laughs> yes. The don't piss them off rings especially loud <laughs> when, yeah. when you hear that. Yeah. So, um, you are asked aboard the SS Great Britain as if it were like a little tour for friends. Um, and once inside, um, you see Teach standing there on deck with a group of people that they all look like they're doing basic maintenance, like people are cleaning or, or applying a little bit of varnish. You know, the SS Britain is, is right now sort of like a tourist attraction and, and, and it's a nice, nice piece of, of Bristol's and Great Britain's heritage. Nanjasel would know that most of these guys are kindred that okay. work for for teach, teach. Um, okay. and in some ghouls so basically his crew 
Okay. So, he sees you. Welcome aboard. Right, Teach. How be? Thank you. Not too bad, not too bad. So, Dermot, my boy. Congratulations in making it to this fine coterie. It's nice of you to say so, Mr. Teach. Yeah. It's not every day that we have people who are more sensible to other factions joining those multi-faction ones, if you know what I mean. Ah, you know. I'm willing to do a little bit of work across the ways. It's the way it needs to be done to keep us all safe. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you said that. Because I think I have news that the whole of your coterie needs to hear. And this has been agreed by the other factions as force. Oh, why? What's that then? Well, after lengthy, and I do mean lengthy, conversations with Nathaniel and Roger and Polymethys, we came to the conclusion that there is reasonable doubt around the murders of both my boy Gareth and she look, he looks at Matilda and your friend's sire Scott murders those seem to have enough elements in common of course Gareth's death was inside our Tarkis territory and we kept it as our own investigation. But Gareth being the man he was, he had a lot of friends outside our, our faction. Now, Scott's murder is one that transcends the boundaries of the domains. And at that, at the sort of soft reminder of that lie, Matilda just internally, <sighs> you know. Mm. Cool. So a decision has been made. Of course, it will. This conversation started prior to you joining Dermot, but a decision has been made to assign a multi-faction coterie to investigate murders that transcend the boundaries of a single faction. Sort of a federal police if you would like. Now we have multiple factions, uh, sorry, multi, multiple coteries like yours. And yours happens to be the one closest to one of the areas together with the Bristingstone one. Now the guys at the Bristingstone multi-faction coterie, I don't think they have it in them. Because you have also been investigating and have been successful, as far as I know, in the murder of Jonathan Fowler. So you have, as a multi-faction coterie, a precedent. And that, at that reminder, yes, Janus sort of frowns. But Teach Masek sound like, actually, that gives you enough clout for you have already investigated a serious murder and had to deal with multiple factions to keep people calm. 
And that came to a happy resolution as far as parties are involved. So, I guess congratulations again. So we will. But that's you. Go. Sorry. We got permission then to carry on looking into this. These two murders. That's what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying is that you have been instructed by your multiple factions to carry on investigating this. What does this mean in regards to traveling Bristol? Hmm. What permissions must we seek? Which ones do we already have for those purposes? You will have permissions to enter this area of the Autarchist territory for Gareth's place was not far from here, but you will be more likely to find some of the the people he used to hang out with in the open areas that we control in the center. For those, you don't need any special permissions. You already have yours. Mm. But we have set out special dispensations. If you wish to talk, interrogate, or question people that might provide any information from a specific faction, all you need to do is well, in the case of the Autarchist, you just tell Caroline. She'll round them up, find a place for you to meet them. Alternatively, that people can be sent to your domain, so they have to observe the rules of your place. Your call. So, in these two murders, if there was someone we wished to interrogate, we have permission to do so. Question. If it's interrogation, hmm, we never discussed that thoroughly. But I would say if you think one of my boys is implicated, I would like to be present when you interrogate them. And what if we have suspicions of those in other factions? Then I would like to be present when they're interrogated. Hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt or anything, but uh, it seems like uh, we're being set up to be some kind of, uh, you know, like task force or um, investigation then. And if there's one thing I know about people having authority and wandering around the place and showing badges around and stuff is people get uppity. I mean, you know, the people here, they don't like the pigs too much, do they? You're absolutely right. That's why I so, summoned you here to tell you this, but I'm I know, not but broadcasting it, it. My point is, you know, if we're going to do this, it sounds like, uh, as Janusz says, we may have to talk to some people and tromp around the territories and the likes, and it just sounds like that's a lot of making a lot of enemies. And I know we don't really have much choice on this. So um, I suppose the question is what what really, if we have no choice, is there in, in it for us to, to kind of do this well? Well, it falls within the responsibilities of a multi-faction coterie, but I do understand your concern. Well, uh, so, I understand that, but, uh, you know, we could make a lot of enemies if people don't like the way that uh, things... This is obviously new territory, yes. just as uh, me joining was, so um, I need to put some noises out of joint and the like. Hmm. How about I offer my assistance to this? You work as a task force, you report to me, if there is need to engage with people, 
We discussed the best way to approach them. Keep it on the quiet. Of course, my assistance does not come without a price, but I believe that it's somewhat offset by the privilege of getting first-hand information from you, Lord. Don't you agree, Dermot? We could even maybe give mutual boons that are considered pay, so your credit, uh, as far as the library stands, is improved for it'll do a lot for your boon credit record to have a, a boons owed and owed to owned and owed to the master of trade even if they're paid it's fair enough i mean i was only raising one voice i mean I, i've only just recently joined these guys and they seem to know a lot more than i do so i don't want to speak for everybody here i was just raising a, a legitimate concern that was all hmm so but, uh, I don't know how the others feel about this. I would hate to speak on their behalf. Well, you see, Dermot, we have, we have had a basic conversation in the past eight years ago when Carl was here, actually. And um, we have our own understandings with regards to the boons, of course. But yes, I would like to hear how do you for as a coterie feel about this all right so if we're asked to the people that we question or interrogate that's our own business we make those choices we're not going to be asked by you or by roger or by nathaniel to interrogate certain people we my right in thinking that we have autonomy here to some degree well if we want to keep it we want to keep it quiet um, there are some people that are very willing to share what they know very very willing and others need a little prodding if you know what i mean So, let's say I will give you enough autonomy as long as you don't draw attention to yourselves. What we don't want is the real culprits getting wind of you being in their tails. Does that make sense? Hmm. Am I right in thinking, Teach, that if there was someone we wish to speak to more thoroughly, that you wish to be present and indeed you might be the authority that allows such a thing to happen even if that person was outside of the autarkis i have my means so yeah hmm well then we may be back in contact soon hmm. as for uh what derma suggested seems like a good idea to me so i'm amenable to it Don't worry the rest of you think. Uh, it seemed that several things were spoken of, a business of... Um... This issue of beings. I... It seems a little strange to me to have a boon be considered paid when 
when a boon has not been paid. It'll be put as cash then. As in, I am already asking for that boon to be paid, and you're in the process of doing that. It's not an outstanding boon. Works out better for our credit rain, doesn't it? Uh, yes, I, it's not how I would normally do things, but uh, I I have no objection. The boon system started with the Autarchus. The library is an offshot of our faction. Polymethus used to work with me side by side under Giacomo. So we know how it works. I have no doubt of that. And if the one thing that occurs to me is... These two murders that we're going to carry on and investigate. I'm a little while ago now. Trail's a bit cold. Seems to me we might need to do a bit of digging to see where we start again. Why don't you start with the one that happened just now? It was this year. Yeah. Well, it was this year, but it's a long time in terms of digging someone out and following a trail. Well, well they got down. I think they've gotten away with it, so it might be a little bit easier. Who knows? Yeah, it might get lazy. At least we can do is try. That's the spirit, Dermot. I ain't saying I'm not going to try. I'm just saying it's not a piece of piss, is it? No. But I thought this is what you wanted. You wanted right, to look into this. Carl was very eloquent when he described it, and you yourself, that you also were very eloquent, I remember. Well, it's important. I'm just, what I was thinking about was in terms of uh, what Jan was saying about how we move around, when we get to, we've already done some of this work, probably need to revisit things and see where else we might need to go and that might lead us back to you if we need different permissions hmm. just as to say these folks were murdered near as where they were don't mean the people we're looking for hang about there does that yeah right hmm. well <clears throat> he gestures at Caroline and Caroline approaches Dermot and he says I know your little deal with uh, Nathaniel Dermot we're also not using any electronic means of communications with the exception of a centralized system. So if your coterie needs to get a hold of us, call Caroline on that. That's a secure line. I find it'd be quicker than, uh, you know, the flashcards in front of the camera. Yeah. Damn right, it will be quicker. <clears throat> Well, just to be clear, are we supposed to be keeping this quiet, the fact that we're this task force, or is this going to be known? Because I don't imagine, you're right, there might be people who aren't particularly keen to talk, or people who don't understand why we're asking these questions, so need to know why. Well, if it serves your purpose, and you think you can get away with it, but I wouldn't recommend it for you to be saying out loud what you're doing. Not, especially not when the election is so close, Matilda. 
You still want to be a representative, right? Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Then you don't want to damage your reputation unless you do find the person in the next month. And then you can, you know, brag about it and get in a few votes. Yeah. Yes. Quite right. So are we in, in agreement then? I can get in touch with Hubert, start the process. So remember, you report to me. Inform the others then, I suppose. Sorry? You'll inform the others, because it sounds like it was a multi-faction kind of uh, agreement, but you're the one acting on their behalf, essentially. Yes, I am the point of contact, as Polymethys wanted to point out. No, fine. So, without further ado, I guess I will have a chat with Nanjasil for a second before you leave. Right. I imagine, Teach, we will be back in contact shortly. Well, I sure thank hope so. Thank you for the invitation to come and speak with you. Yeah. Well, and then you are see off the ship and he he walks to the to the prow of the ship. I'll walk with him. Mm -hmm. Wondering if he's gonna throw me off. <laughs> Mind telling me what happened in your domain? Got any particular thing in mind? Well, in my last meeting with Roger, he was... He was quite disturbed, I'm going to use the word. And I wanted to understand why in... And then Polymethus mentioned that the last time he was that edgy was when the Inquisition was around town. Well, that's weird because something did happen, but I don't know how he'd know about it. Because hmm. we, we ain't told no one, or at least I ain't told no one. So what did happen? Well, society came and they attacked Janusz's place, a lot of them, in one go. Hmm. Now I put two of them in the ground. I knew you said, don't kill them, but... Damn right I did. On... Yeah, well, they was planning on killing me. It weren't like I had loads of time to think about it whilst it was barring the door down. Anyways, as it as it goes, the group of us killed a lot of them. It's all tidied up. But they uh so there's no there's no breach or anything, but they'd be missing as far as the society's concerned. How many? Six. And at this size, why did it be anything? 
That's what I mean, it makes sense. And seems like they were planning on killing Carl. Seems like that's why he was there. He takes several deep breaths. Did you manage to get anything out of him, Nangiselle? No, they didn't talk to him. They just snapped their necks in two. They weren't really thinking about what information to get out of them. I was more thinking about whether or not they were going to put me in the ground. They shot Yan in the chest with someone, I don't know what it was. They created a hell of a fucking hole. So, if you get my drift, it weren't like they were into chatting about shit. Besides, by the time he was done, there were no prisoners left. And it didn't occur to you to come and tell me right away that you had done exactly the opposite of what I ordered. Granted, you have your reasons, but why do I have to find out through others? Well, truth be told, I was planning on coming to see you. I don't know how on earth Roger came to know about it. But I'll tell you what, I'm fucking well going to go and find out. Because that means one of three people, because it can't be nothing to do with Derma, decided to go and spill a load of shit to him. So and that does not seem to me to be the basis of a setup of people that get on with it. Well, you find out who did what. Right. My main concern right now to start then looking at a way of mitigating this but it might be too late they probably sent a replacement team and they're doing recon well thing is the ones who came they knew the layout of the place their eyes but they knew it now Yanish's place has got no cameras, no nothing in it. So it can't be, I mean, he doesn't even have a phone. So it can't be that something's been hacked. They must have other means of doing it. So, is a concern. But if you think they sent a replacement team, it might be as we can start looking for them. I don't know whether they'll be back because they didn't get a call. So, I take your point. Should have let you know about this earlier. There's a lot of cleaning up to do. I didn't think you'd appreciate a masquerade breach on the top of all of it. Word of advice next potential masquerade breach involving the second inquisition, you come straight away and I'll help you sort it out for free. But this information is life or death, not yourself. Alright, I got For all of us. So, I find out you told Roger what, and let you know. 
you want me to look in to find out where these fuckers are? Nah, I'm on it. Alright. Well, any more information comes my way, I'll let you know. Right. Go on then. Right. I'll leave as quickly as I can. And as you leave, there is this... I lied to his face repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, but they were like... Like, he wasn't in a state in which he was very... Social. Not sociable. Yeah. He was just... Tell angry. me what's... Yes, he was angry. And of I mean, course... I'm terrified of this fact. So... <laughs> you... Nanyasel does, however, now feel the sting of going against the wishes yeah of your faction so of course you you will be able to to justify a lot of your actions so it's not that you're gonna go to town you know to stay in town all the way you're just on the bus stop so you gain one stain oh. for for breaking the, the chronicle tenant of my faction right or wrong um yep anything you would like to use as a a sustain blocking deterrent? I don't know. I think that I must have a conviction that's around I really want to sacrifice people to someone in the ground. Mm. <laughs> I'm afraid you don't no. have that yet, so therefore you will take your stain. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we will check it at the end of the session. Now, Nigel gets off of the SS Great Britain and goes outside in front of the river. Where the the rest of the coterie is waiting, so I would assume that you would go to your to the car, to the Matilda mobile. Yeah. Anything serious? Yeah. You want to chat about? Yes. Yeah, I think it needs a conversation, but it's probably better if we get back first, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. back in the car. Okay. Maybe you can fill me in on a few of the details, because uh, I thought all this thing had been done and dusted. Yeah, no, there's um, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit to explain, I think. There's quite a lot to explain, Seems not so. just to Dara, but also to each other. Hi. Right. And uh, I assume we're going to wait until we're back rather than have this conversation in the car. Yeah. Are we going to Yanish's? Are we going to Dermot's? Or the the house, the new house. I think we should go to Yanish's. Sounds good. You. you see my um, pad, I'd like to see yours, if that's possible. Uh, yes, yes, it would. Uh, it's, it's. We will be comfortable there, and uh, and yes, you should be made welcome there as part of the coterie. Is there may be times where you need to come there to find me, and it'll be good if they are aware that you are someone I know. Hi. So, so do they know anything about all of us kind of stuff or is it uh, very much, you know, I don't know. I don't know what your arrangement is with these people. You live with some people, right? I, I do live with people and also a lot of dogs. Dogs. Hmm. You're not yeah. a dog person. I mean, they don't particularly like us, do they? Well, maybe if you're not a dog person, don't come in. The these dogs are 
more use to us than others. Fine if you say so. Providing proper introductions are made, there's nothing to worry about. The dogs are sane. We'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. Fine, fine. Okay. So you make it all the way to Janice's haven. Could you please describe it, Peter, for Rob's sake? So um, what you've got is a effectively a very old house that looks like at some point in its history it got shot to pieces, but then some point since that time has been repaired gradually in sort of bits and bobs by a number of different people who've got loosely speaking the same aesthetic taste, but not entirely. Um, and that the repairs all happened at different times. And it, it sits in quite large grounds that includes uh, a river that goes through it and also kind of areas of trees. So it's got quite expansive grounds around it. Um, and the entrance that we go to is a gated entrance. Uh, so it's kind of like, um, I guess, a classic vampire house, but one on a tight budget. Is, and there's there's no technology kind of as you move in and start to... No, none. I mean, there's no sign of any cameras. There's no sign of... It just looked like an old, old place that hasn't changed. Um, yeah, I think it does have power. Yes, yes, it does. And that is the, the only technology that it has is electricity. Oil labs. It doesn't have any phone lines, um, but it, yeah, it has power. It has, yeah. The power was taken down by the society oh, yeah. when they attacked. Yeah, but now yeah. It, it does have power and, and Janos has one old radio, you know, but no yeah. no wiring other than the, no. than the electricity wiring. In which case, I think as they cross the threshold into that area, You'll probably won't take much, you know. Uh, those people who are sort of aware of how people are feeling will notice that he's starting to get a little bit nervous and sort of um, uncertain okay. as uh, as you enter into this place. So, uh, yeah, I shall make a point of saying. Um, actually, no, he won't say anything yet. Uh, we'll wait until we get to the to the house. Okay, so yeah, you get to the house and you go so in to one of the studies. Yep, go on. Sorry, go on. Oh, oh, so he will just say, um, as the two of you already know, but I should make clear to you, Dermot, whilst you are here, I consider you to be my guest with all of the rights and protections that such a thing entails. And you will be safe during your time here. And should you have things you need, I will do my best to see they are met. And, and how are you going to make sure we're safe here? Ah. Uh, well, there are many ways that we have uh, achieved that over time. So there are people who will watch for us in the day, and there are people who will watch for us in the night. And as I say, my hounds troll the grounds, should there be any problem. And of course, we are all under the eyes of Payroon here. I see, I see. Right, um, Carlos. About this point, I'm switching on Sense the Unseen. Yep. And actually, you you see the place, and you're still outside, or have you gone inside already? I guess we're at the door at this point. Uh, yeah. uh, you're yeah. at the door. Okay. 
and you hear what Diana says, and you just turn on the sense the unseen and turn and look into the place. And nothing seems out of the ordinary until you see at the end of the corridor someone that because you can see from the front door all the way to the back where the kitchen is someone walking from one like in front of that entrance that stops briefly to turn and then continues but you could swear that woman was a banshee You okay, Dan? Gotta worry, it's safe. The last people who broke in here, I punched the shit out of them. I'll do the same thing if it happens again. Is something wrong with this place? What? In what way? Shouldn't be here. This is, uh. Do you hear that being? Can't say I do, mate. No. You're. Mm talking of sounds of unhappiness hey you can hear the wailing just yeah Must there's have... people died here man yes died. that's right dermot people did die here i'm very impressed that you you're aware of such things hey well you know it didn't take a psychic to fucking know this kind of stuff you can just feel it i mean may i answer I just stand to be here, man. Well, this is my home, Dermot. And I must look after these unquiet spirits. They need to be fed. You, what are you talking about? Well, you feed the spirits. Yes. Honey what and vodka. In the that old makes way. them go away. No, it doesn't make them go away. It calms them. You see, they are distressed because of what happened here. And hey, so am I. Something really bad. Yes, it was very bad, Dermot. Very bad. But it happened a long time ago. And they are gradually calming. Dermot, do you want to stay? Or would you feel happier if we went back to yours? I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Especially on your first night. I just, I, um, I, I, I see, but you know, it's something right wrong about this place. This is a place that I don't know. Not... I, I mean, I mean, you say you can protect us, but you know, you can't really promise those things when there's those kind of things around here. They got a mind and a will of their own. If they come for me, they'll come for me. My promise to you is a sincere one. And I have lived here for many years. Nanjazal has lived here for many years. Matilda has stayed on more than one occasion. I have kept my promise to them. You are under no obligation to stay if you wish to leave. It's under your protection, then uh, I'll see about it and uh, 
I just keep my eyes and ears open. That's all right. It can be a difficult thing to have one foot beyond the material. I understand what that is like. But I can help you, Dermot, if it is something that you struggle with. It's not so much a struggle. It's, uh, it's just how things are. Hmm. Yes. Look. Yes. But, but you would be surprised how few people recognize such things, even though it is as obvious to us as the moon in the sky. I plane in front of your face it is. You say so. Wait. I think Dermot at this point is going to try and step over the threshold, but it's probably not going to be easy for him. <laughs> yeah. It is a little bit of a struggle, but you step in, and as you keep your hidden senses too, so you do realize, yes, indeed, the place is haunted, and there is a lot of sadness and mourning, and yeah. And it comes to you in waves, as, as the whale of the banshee. But that banshee sort of seems to look kindly upon Janish. And as he approaches certain areas, you see the spirits leave his immediate presence. But their emotions linger. So if, if they're angry, it will reflect on other living creatures around here especially mortals for now you're trying to to do without your spirit sight and you realize that a lot of the people you were seeing were actually real people but they had been touched by that emotion that energy of the restless spirits and the mound people you hear steal that you still hear that so that's why you were seeing so many and it's their influence that you see right now it's just a nostalgic one with some of them outright being distressed and in mourning but it's faint So I'll, I'll take people to a, a sitting room where we can be comfortable. Okay. And uh, yeah, make sure once everyone is seated, uh, he'll say, "Seems there is much that we must discuss." Oh, I. Are we starting talking about the murders, or are we starting talking about the other stuff? Because I think we best on Phil Dermot in a bit. Especially since that's what Teach was asking me about. Well, yes, uh, as you're probably aware, Dermot, there have been some murders of kindred that have taken place. One this year and one five years, five years ago. Five years back. Five years ago. But despite the, the time between them, 
the method of the murder was the same. See? But, uh, so it has come to our attention as something strange that we wish to look into. It is not the only murder that has taken place in in Bristol. So, no. Nor the only one that's not been solved. But they both had their heads rolled off, didn't they? Yes, these ones were decapitated. See. And the heads got left in different places. Yes. Like proper there for someone to find, you know. Like so a proper grizzly. Did it. Yeah, from it was. No. I had stories of the kind of things that do that and they ain't pleasant. No. We don't know who it is at the moment, but that's that's why we were talking to Teach. That's why. Um that's what we've been tasked with finding out, as you probably heard. Now it is my opinion that we have an avenue available to us now, one that we did not follow previously, but that we could, especially now that Teach is willing to provide a level of authority that we do not have. But before I go into that, this is your first night with us here, Dermot, and well, we are a multi-faction coterie. That means that sometimes our suspicions and investigations can fall in places that make it difficult for at least one of us at any time. Okay. So I would ask if there are any within the Camarilla that if we were to begin to investigate would cause you a, a great degree of difficulty. I, I, I prefer, you know, obviously, uh, if there's anything to do with my clan, then I prefer to kind of deal with that personal like, otherwise, um, you know. I understand. I I suppose maybe the same kind of thing works for us with you guys. Uh, I mean, if there's any, uh, any of my clan out there, they can sometimes be a bit prickly to deal with and the likes, but... Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know if... There is something to be dealt with in my clan, probably rather one of you guys, does it? Hmm. Less Fair like the Reuben the Bear. Well, yeah. I'm saying AJ's just maybe it's the other way for me at least, so. And there's no one in my clan, in my faction, so I don't really have that problem. But... Well, you're wanting the same kind of bunch of twats as my lot, aren't they? So it is an issue of blood and clan for you, Dermot, but not one of faction. I think, you know, if you need me to, obviously, some people's going to take more of an exception in talking to certain ones of you, uh, so, you know, but in terms of poking in the business and likes, I mean, these guys know what the camera like, so uh, they don't like it when people poke in the wrong places, so just, mm. it's the usual thing, a bit like you're saying, I mean, teach, you don't want to piss them off, I mean, that makes sense, it's the same yeah. with the cam, you know the rules. Well, I have a suggestion for where we might go with this investigation. One which will most likely not be a surprise to two of you. But I thought rather than present it to teach directly, as this is a joint venture and Dermot may have opinions on it, I would raise it first here. 
That is, Dermot, that we do not know who the murderer is. But we do know one of the people that has attempted to hide the murder. We know the identity of them. Okay. However, we did not have, because of their status within the city, it was dangerous to approach them in any deep measure. But now that Teach is with us, I imagine it is quite possible that he could do so. And so I was going to suggest, so that we are all clear, mm. perhaps that Teach invite Caleb for a, a talk. And that there, I am sure, it will be a, a simple matter for Teach to, shall we say, make Caleb speak more freely about whatever he was doing that night. And I mean, perhaps then we would learn more. Uh, that's fair enough. I mean, if you think that's the best course of action, then it's uh, fair enough. If there's well, anybody I... else that you want to approach, or you... is that your only lead at the moment? The main one, yeah. He is the as well. Given his his uh, sire and their position in Bristol, um, it is something I'm wary wary of approaching him directly. But of course, if you have other ideas about how to get this information from Caleb or to learn more about him, any well, of it's, it's often, you know, you know what it's like when you get pulled in by the police and they're like, so they always seem to have some information, they hold it back and then they try and catch you in a bit of a loop and they're like, hmm. and, and so, I mean, if you don't have any information, you can't really catch them in a trap. That's what well, they wait to do. That's why it's best not to say anything. Well, we got information, at least, that implicates him. We know what he was doing. Or at least we know what he was doing as relates to this. Yeah. Because he was responsible for getting rid of the body. Yeah. And we know this is something he should not have been doing because of the territory where he was doing it. Yeah. He was trying and to so him. when presented with this, of course he may deny such things, but I imagine he will find that much harder to do under teachers gaze seems likely doesn't it yes so you got a you got a witness or something of sorts it's um we know it we know it to be true it is as simple as that yeah it's not really i mean well it is you can't you can't turn down factual evidence like this Okay, it wasn't. Wait, so oh. what is the factual evidence? Yanish? So we were shown it. I? By Carl. No, by not Carl. by Carl. Yeah. No, yeah, um, was... not by Carl. By Kostroma. Right, yes. Now, he's not a kindred I know in the city. <laughs> She is not a kindred at all, um, but she... She's, she's not one of your fucking ghosts, is she? Oh, no, she's no ghost. No, she is far more than that. But she showed a, a vision of this, so strong, in fact, that not only did I see it, but the Matilda also saw it. And you'll look at Matilda, didn't mm. you? <laughs> I'll, I'll nod and I'll say... Yeah, there was something that was 
enough evidence to convince me that you're privileged that you saw her. Ah, indeed. You don't just send these kind of things to no one, you know? It was a great gift. Right. It was a gift and should be treated that way. Well, I mean, damn it, people in your your clan are known for having visions of sorts. I'm sure you're familiar with people who who do. I mean, it's much like that. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I understand that you can see all kinds of wonderful things, whether it's under the influence of faith or, or you know, um, a good night out or whatever it might be. But fundamentally, when it comes down to actually putting that in front of somebody else, like, I don't know, and saying a judge, then it doesn't really hold. I no, saw this whilst on a trip. Actually, me and all my mates had the same trip. It was great. We was all seeing the same fucking thing. It was fucking amazing. But it doesn't yeah, actually yeah. hold when it, it's such a I, thing. You know, so, I'm, I'm I well mean, aware. You said yourself that his sire is quite important. Surely, you know, you actually have some, like, reason that you want to pull this guy and question him. Sorry, sorry. This doesn't hold true to what you were saying before. What's that? You don't need to know where we got this from. If we're going to get him in and talk to him... He might well cough his guts up before he knows that. You don't know no one saw him. Nand has a point. I mean, there's... And you was just yeah. saying about trapping people. Can't have it both ways, Dermot. No, 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 no. Then fine. I, I think it's just the way in which you bring him in just needs to be a little bit more gentle, perhaps. Well, okay. I'm not suggesting we bring him in in some aggressive manner. I'm suggesting that Teach invites him over for a talk. Or fair enough. Or something or other. And that once he's there, Teach can present him with this, with the issue that he was seen doing this thing. And I imagine, whilst Caleb is no doubt good at hiding his intentions, I imagine Teach is at least as good at spotting them. It's also worth saying that Caleb ain't that good at hiding, because I managed to no. follow him for a full night without him knowing me about it. Knowing about it. And I can describe to him everything he did that night. So, if he wants to know, how good he is at keeping himself in, and the answer is not very. He's got quite a few black marks against his name. I mean, there, in general. there's a risk. If Teach is unsuccessful, no doubt we will be blamed. But if Teach is successful, then we will be able to take the next step. And Teach is pissed at us right now, so it would be a good thing if we ch- did something to change that. Why is... Well, I don't understand. Why would Teach be unhappy well that's point number two on the docket to talk about so it's probably best left until we finish discussing this topic but it relates to the people who came here and attacked us mm. damn it are you happy for us it's someone in your faction are you happy for us to go ahead and and put the screws on caleb i i mean you know if it... If it's your only lead, I mean, that's the kind of thing. We've been tasked to do this, so it seems like that's the only lead we got. we got to get the information, but just got to make sure we do it right, because otherwise you you scam and, and he'll run and, and... Well, maybe, I mean, that's what you want. Just, anyway, I'm on board. It's fine. I just wanted to point out that a vision in some way or another is not necessarily... It, you seem to be convinced that this is, like, evidence, and it's not really... No, I, I am. I am not convinced of it in terms of persuading the city. No, but I am but, but, convinced of the truth of it. 
Right, well, I, I, I'll bend to that. That's fine. But um, anyway, yes, I. Let's get him in. A gentle, gentle conversation sounds good. A gentle conversation with Teach. <laughs> Such a thing can happen. Teach me all that. I just, I mean, he's Caleb's a hound, isn't he? No. No, he no. is. No, Caleb is uh, Obasi's no, child. It's a worm, is what he is. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but the other thing, um, a few, well. An attack. Yeah, the other thing is, a bunch of totters came here not a while ago. Well, a few months ago now, I guess. And, uh, well, they came here to kill Carl. He was here at the time. Okay. This and is the uh, drama she's talking about. Yeah, oh, they are uh, belonging to a group of people called the Society of Leopold. Now, for some reason these fuckers know about us. As in, they know about, or had some idea at least, of what we are. Came in here, tried to take him out. Now, we put him down, so all's well that ends well. Except in, just prior to that happening, we happened to find out that it was likely. When we told us to teach, he took precautionary measures. That's why he was telling you about centralised phone systems. Because we knew they turned over folks in London. When London fell. And we thought it might be the next target. So teach at it that we shouldn't mess with them. We shouldn't kill them or nothing like that. Now, it turns out we had no choice because they come knocking a door down. What the hell else are you going to do, right? So he asked me when I was there mm. what happened. Mm. And I told him we killed them all and there weren't no survivors. And they're all done and dusted. And then he says to me, mm. he says, well, you know what, Nange, Roger turned up here and he was really fucking distressed. So I think to myself, Nange, how is it that Roger could know about this shit when we all said to each other we weren't going to cough up shit? Because that's exactly what we agreed with Teach. So now I'm in the fucking doghouse with Teach because one of yous, presumably... You, Matty, yeah. went and spilled the shit to Roger. Why would you do that? Because Why? I Because I thought that something pretty obvious that we were going to have to tell our factions at some point. I mean, I assume that you had already told Teach what happened. We agreed with Teach not to tell no one but him. That's no, what we, we What we agreed with Teach to do is not to tell him anything about the investigation. That's exactly what this is. And we agreed... That this would no, it's different. It's different. No, it's not different. It's not it's different. different. Well, then it's not impacting you, is it? Because it's not you that's been all over the calls about it. Look, on that night, Caleb was there. Annie was there. It's fair to assume that the Camarilla knows that there was something that happened at Yanish's house, that there was a size, there was some kind of attack. I thought you had told Teach, because I thought that would be the sensible thing to do. And so, of course, and then fucking Hubert told us, warned us about the Society of Leopold, so the library knows it's a threat. So then it's the Annex who don't know anything. So you went and you told Roger 
all about what happened. What exactly did, did you not tell? tell him? Everything that happened. I said there was a attack. I, I said he should be worried. I didn't tell him how many people attacked. Didn't tell him the details of that. I told him that we took care of it. To my mind, well, it benefits so everyone if people are wary of it. Otherwise, another coterie gets it in the neck because they don't know that's what's coming to them. How much do you think I give a shit about another coterie? Not even fucking slightly. I give a shit about this coterie. Do you, give a shit if, about do you give a shit if the whole city falls like London does? You know what? I do. I don't think that I do. What I care about is the people I care about. And there aren't that many of them in this city. That is a fact. I'm sorry, I did. I honestly thought you were told Teach. I didn't have time to tell Teach, did I? Because I was too busy cleaning up the shit storm that happened afterwards. So now he's got the right cob on about it. So what I don't want in my life is Teach with his hair off. So. Brings me to another point, though. Why has Roger got his knickers in a twist about it? Well, society of Leopold are an enemy of our kind. Right. They've been around uh, a long time. Perhaps. Just... It, it is my understanding that Teach was also very concerned about them. It was, but they came here, we snapped their necks and sent them away. Why, if you're Roger, do you give a shit about it? He's going to be more than capable of dealing with them. Most likely that they are here at all. Well, Teach reckons, because of the delay, the society is probably setting up another group to come back and finish what this one started. Now he's looking into it as we speak. He wants so me to go back to it with all the information about what we know about it. But it strikes me, Jan, mm. if he's right about it, then we've got some preparing to do. If they come back here... Yeah. I am puzzled about why they came. I had... It, it seems almost as if they were hunting down Carl, and I do not understand how they became aware of him or what that was about. No, I, me neither. I'm not sure if their arrival here was purely looking for him, whether that was just a coincidence that they had returned to this place. Do you think it was linked to what happened before? Returned to this place? You, you mean they've been here before? A long, long time ago, yes. Yeah, not in my lifetime. Those spirits that you saw. Hey. It is the Society of Leopold that put them in that state. It is why, when the Society of Leopold came back here, they did not fare so well for the spirits who remembered them. It does make sense symbolically to come here as a first strike if they've already struck here before, before, but I mean, you're right. There's got to be some missing linchpin though, right? But this is a problem. This is sacred ground and right. I cannot simply abandon it. Neither, though, can I ignore the risk they pose to not just us, but to the people who come here. This society does not care if innocents get caught in their business. 
such that it is. I reckon Teach finds out where they are, we just go down there and get rid of them. Well, I believe Teach is concerned that if we are not careful, we will draw their attention. They are a much bigger group than the, the few that came here. They sent six people here. We already got their attention. Well, but what Carl learned was that those six people were acting independently and that it was not known what they were doing. Their presence here is not a known fact. They have not announced themselves to the society here in Bristol. They had only just arrived. At the moment, there is no reason for them to come here again. Then we best told that to teach, because I didn't tell him that. that. That was five months ago, though. I mean, a lot can change. Eight. Yes. I think perhaps more important than informing teach is perhaps the fact that, you know, there might be another group of people coming to kill you. I tell you what, now, it is important. I suppose me. Yeah. It is important to tell Teach, though, because whilst you might think of it as insignificant, let me tell you, if he loses his shit, it's not good for any of us. No, no, I, I get that. You don't have to... You don't have to raise your voice in here, Nadge. What do you mean? I ain't raising my voice. <laughs> Just, you know, they, they can hear you. I think you're... You they get angry. They, they get angry. What do you mean? Mm, of course they can hear me. Why would they not be able to hear me? Why would I even? Why would it even matter if they? No, Giselle, your passion is admirable as ever, but it is true. We are all here, and you are my guests. And there is a time for peace and thoughtful discussion. And it's time for action. And I say perhaps we should get off and, uh, and get on with the action then. You know. What action? I don't know. Just anything that's not here. Dermot sees out the window a black horse. It's right there. Just standing in the field, turns inside the house to, to, to look into the inside the house and look at you, moves its mane, and because of the way it moves, you believe it could be a puka. Now, is this one a good omen or a bad omen? You're not sure. You, you said this place was sacred. I don't quite understand how that is. There's no church here that I can see. There's no, you know, just... So I'm a little bit confused and all, because this place... Are they your pets or something? What you the fuck are I, you? You think I'm what or something? <clears throat> I don't know. Well... What we are... Is something perhaps you will come to learn over time. But yes, this is a sacred place. It is not perhaps a church as you understand it, but that does not mean it is not holy, nor that there are not rites observed here. Well, but I mean, this is a lot for one evening. I think we've covered everything we need to for tonight. Dermot, do you want to 
Don't want to drive you back to your house. I, 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 please, that'd be great. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. That's fine. Let's go. Um, Perhaps we... tomorrow night we might speak to Teach further on this matter. I, I, I. See you guys tomorrow. Good night, Matilda. Okay. I hope you have a safe journey back. Thank you. And it's well, been a pleasure to meet you, Dermot. And likewise, uh, but uh, thank you for being so honest about everything. It's, uh, it's quite a lot for one night. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And I, seeing you then. And as Dermot and Matilda get in the car, Dermot gives one last look back into the fields and you see the horse that approaches the water as if to drink but it never does soon you are in the car and you're driving off I assume Matilda is taking you to wherever it is you're going to spend the night If you are you going to have a conversation in the car? yeah, ask them if he wants to like get out of the car and have some fresh air and just have a walk um or, or he, he just will to go straight home i think he'll be encouraging to get a hell out of the uh you know cool. <laughs> the estate I will. and then after that he will visibly calm and just seem to sort of you know somewhat come back to himself he's like no it's fine it's fine it's all fine i'd rather just keep on moving if that's okay that's fine are you are you okay I, I don't know what's going on there. That place. It's um, it's a lot to take in. I mean, I've had five years to get used to it, but when I first went there, it was um. Do you see them all? Like. I don't. I didn't know. I. What did you see? Perhaps another night we can talk about that proper, but. Uh... That's fine. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I have. I did see one thing once, but hey. um, that, was a, that was quite a while ago. They don't seem to want to say hi to me as much as perhaps they want to say hi to you. What did you see? Um, it was a face and a door. I don't know what it means. I don't know, really. I don't understand it very well, but... Hi. Yeah. Um, perhaps, uh, yeah, we can talk yeah. more about it another, another time. Night. But yeah, let's get you home. I'd heard stories about Janusz, but I hadn't quite understood what they meant when they talked about him. He's, uh, yeah. it's quite the be, fella. Has to be seen to be believed, I think. Hey. One of those guys. Seems to command a spirit, it seems, more than, uh, fear them. Yeah, I don't think he... I'm trying to think if I've ever seen Janusz afraid. I don't know if I have. It's quite frightening in itself. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, I... Look, I know Nanj is a bit of a... pop heart and all, but... Uh, it's fine. She's, um... I mean... It'll blow she... over, you know. Normally does with her. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what it's like. I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad that I didn't tell her. Um, but... I think she's just... She's smarting because... Teach told her off, and I don't blame sure, him because sure. he's a scary guy. But, but anyways, um, yeah. it's nice to have you. I'm sorry, it's been a bit much tonight. It's fine, it's fine. Anyway, I was I was hoping maybe now we got a moment alone, then 
hoping maybe I could uh, maybe tag along with you to meet some of your folks. Uh, uh, you know, and Earth, would you want to do that for? <laughs> you know, just to get an introduction to a couple of people. It's always good for business, you know, people knowing some of the skills I have and the likes. Oh, mm. like networking. Networking, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, it's obviously I'm with the cam and all. It's not like I'm looking to change my, my stripes, but uh, certainly, as uh, Teach was alluding, some things need to be done for all of us. So perhaps next time we could uh, tag along together and all. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, I'll. I'll let. I'll let you know. I'll. I'll let you know. I'll give it some time. thought. Yeah, I'll give it some thought. So, um, are the others having a conversation after the day? Uh, I expect so. Okay. I, I want to just update Ganesh about a few things. Okay. So, uh, so obviously, after they've left, I'll say, um, this is a great problem with Teach. He asked me everything what happened that night. Hmm. And I told him they had a layer of land. Yes. Because I didn't have no not much choice, but I didn't know what else, what else it was all right to tell him. So I told him it was all done. Mm. It was all killed on the night. Yes. But it struck me that if he talks to Matty, she might say something different. What are you concerned that she will say? Well, she knows at least two of them weren't dead when she left. Ah, uh, well. I said you got shot and all. Hmm. Well, if Teach wishes to ask me questions about what occurred on my domain, he may. I will see if I wish to answer those questions. As to what he is told by other people, uh, Matilda was present, of course, but those men were in terrible condition. Yeah, you're Most right. likely they would not live long. And we have no doctor. And unfortunately, there was no doctor in a fit state to work on them. And it is without question they did not survive. Right, that is no. So. He was a right pistol, so. Hmm, that is difficult. I'm going to have to go back to him tomorrow. Cough up some more information, I expect. Well, hope, hopefully he will be more interested in speaking to Caleb and taking out his frustrations on a member of the Camarilla. Right. I can't believe she told Roger. Yes, I thought she didn't trust Roger. Yeah, me too. And now all of a sudden, they're thick as fucking thieves. I don't trust Roger. No, me neither. He's a twat. It is trouble <laughs> he has carried out profane acts in our domain right. and simply <laughs> escaped. But Do you now, Teach could get him in for question. Teach has already been wary of involving himself with Roger. However, if we prove ourselves in this matter over time, perhaps we might. Solve other murders as well. Right. What did you think of Dermot? I understand you've met him before. Yeah, he's a decent bloke. He's got mm. a good taste in music. 
I mean, obviously, that's his job, isn't it? But yeah. otherwise, I didn't know. What I didn't know was that he could see things. No. Didn't know that. A rare gift, indeed. Yeah. I'm going to ask him about it tomorrow. Well. See what I'm finding out. I'm sure that will be a most interesting conversation. I have high hopes for him. He seems solid, doesn't he? He seems connected in a way that Carl was, but whereas Carl seemed to be given great gifts with no awareness at all, Dermot seems to have some understanding. Oi. I think a little cloudy, but nevertheless, a step people. in the right direction. Right. It comes for people at the right time, doesn't it? Hmm. So what we got to do is mind them until the time is right. I think he will need to be handled gently, Mademoiselle. I think that's doable, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, reckon I'd best get off and uh, sort a few things out. Of course, of course. Well, have a good evening. I will. I will leave. Yeah. Okay. So, everyone just goes to do their own thing for the rest of the evening. Not, there's not like super lots, but still enough time. Um, and I was wondering if we should go for an early-ish break now that we have this sort of like organic organic yeah. thing going on. Yeah, it was a couple of minutes ahead of time. So, uh, we are going to go for a break, but not before giving a massive, massive shout out to, to Daria for the wonderful art of um, Dermot. Really nice, really fast, really good, really nice. I mean, it was, it was, it was all, all, all the things you were expecting. Also, really lovely to to engage with her and and the process of the feedback. You know, the ideas coming back and forth. Super professional. Highly recommended. Go and check her. Uh, on the the details are on our blog post. So go and check that. Um, and she is on Instagram. You can see a lot more of her art, and it's wonderful. It's amazing. Uh, any of you guys have any particular shout-outs for this week? No. No, you beat me to it, Carlos. Thank you, Darian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was it was really nice. It, it was also a, a, a recommended from our an, another artist of the stream, uh, Dolores Dross, the 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 creator of the other portraits of Nangisil, Janus, Matilda, and Carl. Uh, and she's the one who pointed us in the right direction. So I love it when the when we have that little interactions between the community and we get to be a part of this, this networking sort of exercise. So we're going for a break. It's almost 8.30 here in the UK on the, on the night of the Monday. So we're going to come back. At a... Hello and welcome back for part two of episode seven of the second season of Blood on the Severn. And after everyone went to bed, um, and, and let the events of the evening sink in, there is, there is a couple of things that are pressing in, in everyone's mind. Of course, for German is the, is the overload 
that huge amount of information. For Matilda is the conversation she had with Nigel at the end, which was not ideal. But also there's this this nagging reminder in the back of her head, elections are coming soon. Uh, so for for those who have been paying attention to the election, I think I think I might have misspoken last episode in saying that the elections were next December and they were not. They were in this December. I misspoke. Um, Matilda is in her campaign doing her stuff. Uh, so you're a month away. And this is that sort of the, the last stretch. Now, Nanja has been thinking about her father a lot more lately. And in uh, and, and that conversation with Matilda and talking about the people she cared for, the people she cared about, sort of brought back to the surface. And Janice is curious about about how those restless spirits in his house are seen by others and, and, and the effects that they have on others, which is something he was aware of. But now, now he sees that this might be a sign, the sight that Dermot has. Well, regardless, over the, the next few nights, each one of you goes about your business and you feed accordingly. So I want to jump to the following Monday, a couple of days later, where Janus has agreed to meet with Father Michael mm. for a, a friendly game of chess out mm. in the park. Now that it's it's a little windy, but you you have found a place where you can sit down and relax and have an, a nice quiet game of chess while we have while you have a conversation. So you arrive there first, and then you you see him approaching. Uh, he's again with his with his beanie and his round glasses in his round face and that easy smile that he always has. And when he sees you, he, he waves at you and picks up the pace. Oh, hi, Janice. Apologies. I, I, am I late? Oh no, you, you were early. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was, I was a little keen. Oh, forgive me. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since we've had a, our games of chess. I was a little surprised you might remember them. I've been having, I've been keeping myself busy playing chess with, with a new member of our congregation. She's quite keen, but she, I mean, she's really good. She doesn't let me win as easily as you sometimes do, if I'm honest. And he <laughs> well, puts the the board opposite, gets the, the pieces out. I'll say you have been getting the better of me over the years. I must admit. Well, I mean, I've been, I've been practicing. Or oh, oh, oh. more, more <clears throat> accurately, I've been getting my butt kicked, um, but I'm learning. So, well, I'm also learning. So perhaps this will be an interesting game for both of us. He grabs two pawns, one in each hand, puts them behind his back, then presents them forward to you. You choose a hand. 
You're playing. Yanish uh, will pick his right hand. Yeah. So you're playing blacks. He's playing whites. Hmm. And you set up the board. So tell me, Janusz, how how are the children? Flourishing. Yes, they are doing well. It is a, a good time. This has been a good year for us, I must say. Oh, good year. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. It's been it's been a difficult year for a lot of people, but I think, regardless of the faith, each of them follow. It gives them strength. I have seen my congregation also grow closer to one another. Yes. And it's it is reassuring, isn't it? And when when you see them interact in such a way, it's it's a lovely feeling. Yes, it's uh, there is something nourishing about them being together in that place. Something I find fulfilling on a spiritual level. Yes. <clears throat> he starts making his move. You reply. I know that you have always taken your your duties very seriously and uh, my duties are my life quite quite it's one of the things I think we see eye to eye on yeah. I thought that when you've been doing this sort of thing as long as we have there must be times where where you lose someone Oh, yes. I wondered. Yeah. I wondered how you managed that, particularly if the circumstances are unexpected. Well, in our faith, it's especially when it's unexpected, is the will of the Lord. It's uh, we are here on borrowed time, all of us. Some of us get to live a lifetime, while, while others get only to live a few years. Mm. But I'm not going to go into conversations about fate or predestination. We are always living and, and we have death, especially the death of others, but mostly our own death, as something that will happen one day. And uh, it is true. It will eventually happen sooner or later. One day we will die. But what I like to remind those who come to me for, for support Hmm. is that even though we will one day die, the rest of the days we won't. We need to continue on living. We need to honor those we, we have lost. And there are many ways remembering things, praying, or just keeping their legacy alive. Because what is our society, our civilization? Our, what is humanity but what has been built 
upon the legacies of those who came before us and the memories of those. We don't want their teachings or their actions to, to be forgotten. Yes, yes, of course, it's important to honor the dead, I, I agree. I suppose I was wondering more specifically how... I know that sometimes those who come to our doors are those who come with difficult stories. Hmm. And I wondered if you felt that one of your, those under your care was under threat in some way or was suffering in some way, what you would do about that. Oh, funny that you mentioned it. This, <clears throat> this new member of our congregation, she's been the one I mentioned, we've been playing chess. Mm. Um, she's been with us very little, very short time, and, and she's quite shy. Ah. I know she struggles. Probably she's the the victim of abuse in her whole in her household, or or probably she's in a in a toxic relationship with friends or family or or a partner. Mm. I don't mean to pry, but I have gotten the the sense out of her that she's sometimes frightened ah, I see. of everything. That's what makes me think that she might feel like she's in danger. Now, depending on the type of danger, I mean, all I can do is be there and try to support her and help her and and of course there are people who deal with those things the authorities but yes but you and i both know that sometimes the authorities turn a blind eye or do not have the the resources what then what would you well, do then in my this friend? in this case i'm afraid it's not that they would not do their job because we i like to think that we have to trust in them doing their job is that she will not tell the authorities for fear of the, the repercussions. Mm. So I decided to do this chess games and a couple of other members have shown an interest. And now I am trying to use our friendly games of chess as a way of, of creating a support group for her so she can know that others share her her passion for chess and and she seems to be amenable to that idea of course this is this is just started in the in the last few weeks i must say my friend i've always admired your calm for sounds as if she is at some risk and she is unable to ask for help and i think i would struggle greatly knowing that was the case i think it would make me oh, well, very upset very distressed well I, you I, seem you my, seem so measured well so, my my outward calm might deceive what i really feel about it i am concerned mm -hmm. for her and for others in my congregation for different reasons yes we carry their burdens don't we yes degree. yes absolutely but i cannot make their problems my own I have to guide them 
and support them and help them. I can help them carry the weight. But then at some point I have to put that weight down because I need the space to carry the burden of others. Yes. Even if I'm going to pick it up right back later. Because you never really let go. No. No, I, I never let go. But it's it's a juggling act. Knowing which, which burdens to carry when. Because at some point we need our burdens to be carried by somebody. I put my burdens in someone who will never falter. And he, he turns his eyes up to the sky. <laughs> but sometimes... It's unfair to give him all of my weight. Mm. So I also share it with friends, like yourself. Well, I am glad to help, for I always believe that these burdens are the God's way of testing us. Absolutely. Helping us to grow. God gives his, uh, his toughest battles to his fiercest warriors. Quite so, quite so. How long have we been doing this, Michael? How long have we been having these chats? Ooh. I about eight years now, maybe. Yeah. Were I, you maybe were nine. you here at Bristol before then? Had you have you been here? You've always seemed a fixture of the place well, to me. But, but perhaps was that always the case? Have you always been here? When I was younger, yes. Um, and I in the same church that I am, I'm, I'm a priest. The younger can younger can mean many things to us these times. <laughs> um, before I went in on to the seminary to to become a priest. But you were here even then in this very church in the same one at the beginning. Yes. Um, then I I went to different places and and when I had the opportunity to come back to Bristol, I I took it. So as a young man, decades ago. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, must have been 40, 50 years ago when I started. So Janusz will, as he's picking up his next chess piece, be thinking about whether this places him here at the point when his family were killed by the first iteration of their society when they came the first time. It does. So he will put down the chess piece, probably in the wrong place, a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Janish. <laughs> you did not see my knight, I assume. Mm -hmm. And he grabs his knight and deftly gets your pawn. I'll lean back a bit. He'll probably grip the, the table, like that, the, the leg, like underneath <laughs> the table for a moment. And say, yes, it seems seems I did not notice your night at all. And I have suffered for it. <laughs> Perhaps I will still recover the game though. And he'll play, but probably not that brilliantly. But he'll 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 mainly be trying not to lose his temper. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you do a Fury Frenzy check for me, please? Fury Frenzy, sure thing. Yeah. Of course, I love you, get to, you get to add your humanity, as usual. Yeah, well, I should enjoy it while I've got it, right? So if I fail this check, I'm about to lose it. So, <laughs> frenzy. Uh, 
Okay. That is a very good frenzy check. Five yeah. successes. Okay. So, yes, you would imagine Father Michael must have... I mean, he must be in his mid-70s now. Hmm. So, in his youth, when he was in his teenage years and early 20s, that must have been about 50 years ago. 45, okay. 50 years ago. So, we are talking, if we're in 2017, um, that it was around the 70s, the early. Yeah, which is when it all went down. Yes. Okay. So Yanish, if he's part as he's passed his check so well, will play a very nice game of chess. Just where he is thinking about murderous thoughts <laughs> every time he plays a chess piece. And where he's just maybe staring at the board a little too long sometimes. But otherwise pretty fine. Be very polite. Um, uh, Michael will at some point he will point out He's saying, this is a good example of the conversation we were having earlier. Because, of course, you have been jumping from topic to topic. He says, right here, hmm. we can trade queens. Or I can castle. Now, I say this because because I think I think I have made in three moves so so I'm feeling I'm feeling apologies I'm feeling a little cocky trading queens will undermine both of our power bases but here if I get the support of my castle my congregation my white bishop my tower, my rook, and these two pawns. They are all I need. You can eat my queen. You, you can take my queen. And still, I'll be protected. Hmm. And together, stronger. We will persevere and endure. He castles says your move and that's when you realize castling i mean how how come he can castle so late in this game you have been so distracted you haven't even put him in check once i mean he hasn't moved several of them. you have been sloppy you were you were guarding your king and then all of a sudden now now his brook is on a warpath, and there is nothing that can stop it. So I can see now that that I should uh, have spent less time engaged in our conversation and more time watching this board. For you have <laughs> clearly been pulling the wool over my eyes. But as you know. This is not our first game, and it will not be our last. I am happy to concede this one. <laughs> but I will uh, I'll be more focused next time, I promise you. 
it's understandable. I I can see that something's weighing down your mind. And of course, you tip over the king, pick up the pieces, and as you are putting them back in their little bags, he says, so is there anything that is troubling you, Yanis? For you, you seem to to be worried or concerned about someone in your flock. Well, I'm always concerned for those in my flock, but I think it was... And to be honest with you, it is those that I have failed to help more than those that I am helping now that trouble me. As you say, it stays with you always. Those are the hardest ones. Yeah. To find a way to... to somehow honor the memory or make up, make it up to those who have gone. That is the challenge, I think. But one... One I think it is important to rise to. Indeed. But again, you wouldn't be having this battle if you weren't one of the strongest of soldiers. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I look forward to the next one. Me too. This has been delightful. Probably if we establish it on a on a weekly basis maybe you can come to the church and, and also play games with other people one night a month perhaps you know me though i i prefer these natural surroundings when i can get them but perhaps i don't know if they will be too nervous but perhaps some of your congregation can come out here hmm well we're trying to arrange that I'm, i'm afraid that the weather is not being is not not helping us at the moment but let's well. see what we can arrange Indeed. Lovely seeing you, Janice. Uh, and you, Mike. God bless you, my and... friend. And he takes his chest set, puts it in his bag, and with a big smile and a firm handshake, he bids you good night as he walks yeah. back, smiling. So I should just say for reference that following this conversation, Janice is going to be walking the Duchess past the church quite often and he is going to start just seeing who's you know like he's not going to case the place but if he happens to be going by when there are people coming in and out mm-hmm. particularly if any of them look like they could be his chess player he will want to identify who they are okay okay um well we'll come come back to that later yeah it's not not like a native it's like a, in the background thing yeah. he'll be doing Uh, meanwhile, on another night, somewhere in the BS3 area, in the tobacco factory, <clears throat> uh, Dermot and Matilda meet. So, yeah. um, I imagine Matilda's probably already there. When yes, absolutely. Comes in, sort of beckons him over to the table. So when Dermot sees Matilda, she's sitting there in the table with quite a few people. Um, some of them you have seen before, um, but there is one, two, three, four, five, five people with Matilda. It's a, it's, they're one in one of the big tables around it. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, this is um, Dermot. 
Mm. Damn it, this is, um, I'll introduce everyone. Um, I'll point to um, Audrey and just say you, you might already know. You, you do know Audrey. She is uh, Faisal's child <clears throat> from, of the Banu Hakim. So she is recently Camarilla. Um, um, the other ones are Mitchell, um, Ruby, Squid, and Murray. <laughs> and Murray. And they all look very normal. Yeah. And are any of them, I, just to double check, are any of them Malkavian or? Nope. Just, uh, no, none, none of them. Cater, oh. uh, well, yeah, I've got a cater for Nosferatu, Bruhard, Toridor, and Batnuk Hakim. So she has a, she has a lot of stickers, mix. but yeah. na now, now <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, but now you have a Malkavian in the table yeah, and it's I, um, you. He's, um, I joined, um, um, my coterie, you know, Carl left, um, have a seat, take, take a seat and she'll move up and, or she'll yeah. like just grab a, a squid, seat yeah. next to her. Yeah. It's nice of you to, uh, to invite me out. It's nice to, uh, to get out of it. Uh, meet some new faces. You uh, is this the map pack then? The, the map pack. <laughs> I've heard that one before. I mean, yeah, I guess it is. Right. And you see um, the one who who was introduced as Squid saying, the map, "But we're not mad. Why were we the map pack? That's not us." No, 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 Matt. Matt, as in like Matilda. Oh, oh, oh! We're her campaign advisors. And he says that with such pride. Yeah, you're mm. number one. You're the primary. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Oh, well, probably you. You have not heard the slogan of her campaign for next month. We've been. I'm not it. one of the uh, prospective um, thingies. Quarters. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not really. Mm. <laughs> well, we have we have a slogan. And did you see Murray going like, "I'm not again, Squid, please." No, do go on. <laughs> All swells. Vote Matilda. How about that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Simple, sure. right? Absolutely. I mean, both. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like you guys have heard that a few times now. Yes. Everyone in the table, with the exception of Audrey, rolls their eyes and are like, oh my God, like, not again. Audrey just looks at him and sort of like smiles. So, Dermot, we have not interacted a lot since, and she looks at the others and says, well, things have changed for my clan, um, but um, are, ha, ha, have, you, have you been before here in the, in the, in the tobacco factory? Then. I popped down here a few times. I mean, I've been around for a while, but it's uh, isn't this place? This place is uh, Elysium, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've just been a few times, but mostly I'm down in Motion doing uh, gigs over there. And um, Ruby is the one that sort of asks you, doing gigs. You, you, you are you a musician or something? No, I'm a DJ. <gasps> You're a DJ. You're, you didn't tell us he was a DJ, Matilda? Yeah, well, I mean, he's here to tell us all about it now. <laughs> How long have you DJed for? Oh, forever. 
I kind of got into it a long time ago. Um, music was kind of my thing when I was uh, like, even before, you know, this. Um, mm. Kind of saving grace in a lot of ways. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, it's always been there. Music all the way. But uh, yeah, just uh, back in the old days when it was all kind of hanging out with the uh, electro funk and all that stuff coming through. Been a bit of a journey. Hmm. It's all there when it kicked off all the original DJs or the disc jockeys, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's... Ruby. No, do you know, do you do you play anything? Do you play any instruments? Instruments? No, no. I just I just use all the people's stuff. I mean, for the most part, I suppose I, I I've, I've dabbled a little bit, but nothing much. Just uh, you know, the traditional stuff from back home. Yeah. Oh, like um. Well, like whistles and stuff. Yeah, I like to blow a whistle occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so do you just you know, it's good for the samples and all. You yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. But it's great. You put it all together, and it's this craziness, and then you just see it all kind of explode out. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a great musician to kind of put together the right sounds. It's then how you kind of put it all together and then make it like change and and okay. shift and everything. It's amazing. Too. Big picture thinking, I suppose. Well, anyway, you, you guys should all come down. I can get you tickets for one of the nights and all. Yeah, well, uh, said Ruby says I've been I've been meaning to go there more often since it was made a, an Elysium. An Elysium, although uh, Mitchell and I have gone there a couple of times, and um, uh, well, before and 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 it it would be nice, you know, to to get there. Um, so so um. How how long have you been a, a DJ in motion? Uh, well, you know, quite a while since arriving here. Really, I kind of tried to get on the scene and everything else. So maybe up to a decade, I suppose, or something. Oh, you've been you know? there for a while, and stuff, and then um, I different sorts. You know, you might have seen my posters around DJ O'Shea. And you hear Murray say, like, shut the fuck up. You're DJ O'Shea. I, I know it's not always possible because, you know, you don't really want to show your identity when you're like one of us and stuff. So and occasionally it's not me doing the gigs. It's other people's if need to sort of, you know, not be there. The likes. But, uh, you know, it's still my music. Uh, you you would recognize on Murray's famous Matilda that actually he, he kind of is like a little a little bit of a fan of the local DJ O'Shea that yeah. like the gigs and stuff because of how he's reacting he's like no no way I never thought DJ O'Shea I'll just was one of us and be like, do, you want, do you want to get an autograph for you he pinches your thigh under the table I think shut up yeah no I can mm -hmm. I can um <laughs> no way and then there is there is sort of this aura that draws the attention of people, uh, as in the people in the table. It is the wide-eyed, wide-open mouth of Squid going, oh, I got it. I got what? How about <clears throat> we made for your campaign a party right here in the tobacco factory? It has a place that you can rent for your campaign featuring DJ O'Shea. <gasps> I mean... It's right here in BS3. You will be in charge of this place, Matilda, when you win. 
Yeah, I mean, are, are we talking like campaign party? We're we talking like post, like winning party because they're two different things. Well, I, 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 <clears throat> I don't know if we have the campaign funds to pay for both of them, but, but I think, I think we yeah, should no. should do something i don't i don't I, well I don't look know. you'll have to talk to me um, a manager but uh i can make sure she knows that she get mates rates on it and all <laughs> and yeah, sure. he looks to audrey who you know is your financial muscle well was your financial muscle until she became camarilla because she she was the girl with the money she still is but now she has less access to fund freely the campaign of a representative yeah. of the honors you know <laughs> okay i'll be like I mean, I mean, well, your... the person who is your financial muscle right now is Squid because mysteriously some money appeared from some inheritances. Yeah, I'll, and... I'll look at Squid, but then I'll also be, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll sort of be facing Squid, but I'll be looking at Audrey and be like, is that possible? He also looks at Audrey and she says like, well, you, you can always ask, baby. Yes, we, we can always ask. So, I if I can have the the, the number of your uh, manager agent uh, per person that you know, and and yeah. yes, we can we can do that. We can do that a rally like a like a like a rally two weeks before the election. No problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll uh, look probably best considering the whole thing with not calling people and everything else. I can just uh, do you want me to to have a word and they can get in contact with you. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Look, please. I don't. I mean, I don't get it. Is this like you know you can try and is this like a party thing or is this going to try and help you like win the election or something? I think it's just. Uh, oh God, I'm getting your accent now, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's just a press thing, right, Squid? Mm. So yeah, yes, it networking. will. It will be a, a a party, but we will we will give it a, a little bit of you know, pe people will know. Like we will invite the voters yeah, of the area that would enjoy it to come to yeah. a party. Um, so it, it's exposure just... for her and for you, but it, the heart of it would be a party. I mean, I don't get how this whole thing works. Is there like <clears throat> all, all the anarchs in the area just vote? Do they? Yeah, no, they, um, well, you have elections every Ten. however many years and the, the 10 years and you, um, Thank you. Ten years, and you uh, you you campaign and you vote, and then you can vote for the um, constituents of adjacent um, domains as well. Well, okay. Yeah. It's great. You get a bit, bit of agency every ten years. Well, you know, if that's the way you want to do it, then fine. I mean, you know. It's not the way I'm used to doing things, that's all. But I'm more than happy to put on a party for some people who want to, you know, enjoy themselves. That's no problem at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you can find time for it, if we've got the funds, and I'll look at Squid and give you a thumbs up. Um, you Matilda or anything, it's fine. Thank you. Are you, um... But you've... I look at the group and just look back at Dermot. You've not really spent much time with Annex, have you? No, no. I mean, I should say, I mean, I do a few other jobs around for most kindred around the city. You know, if you need anybody sorting, cleaning things up, you know, or a new identity, that kind of thing, I can normally sort you out. Obviously for a price and all, but uh, 
uh, I kind of look around to the group, you know, if, if any of you guys are having any problems, if you don't already know, I don't know how many of you are new kindred to the city, you know, but, um, you know, it's the kind of thing you need to know, somebody who can sort things out if you got any trouble. Ruby, turn... Oh, sorry, go on. There's a few people around the city who can do it, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's just knowing the right person. Sounds like you're tight with Matilda and she's tight with me, so, you know, sometimes it's just the quickest person you can get to things. Ruby turns and looks at Murray. Murray looks at her. She nods. And turns and says, in this service, you do it for for slicks, for, for us licks and, and also mortals? Just look to Matilda. It's, it doesn't matter me who, who really needs it. Ultimately, the thing is, it's all of us. There's a threat from some of these things. So if you need the work, I'm sure that uh, all the leaders of this city would agree that it's it's an essential service. It's only one you've got in mind, Ruby. And uh, actually, the one who replies is Murray and says, well, really, it's, it's my brother. Um, well, I, I mean, he's been released. Now he's free. He thinks I'm dead. But I've been talking to my cousin who, who helps me know what's going on with him. And um, it's been years. He's older now, but he could use a clean start. And I've been trying to get my cousin to help. So if it looks like it's coming from him, getting a clean name, identity, everything. He he got into the the wrong end of you know the wrong. He rubbed the wrong people the wrong way. Yeah. I can feel that sometimes you end up in the joint for the wrong kind of thing, and it's uh, it's not your fault. Yeah. Well, in this case, it was, but but it wasn't. I think. Mm. I, I know. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure Dermot and I can work something out. I mean, normally I sort of commission him to do what he does best, and then, as you know, it sort of goes through me to clean it up afterwards. But okay. um, we'll, have, we'll have a chat about it. <laughs> Dermot, if you're able, I mean, I don't know how busy you are at the moment. Obviously, I... hey. Dermot will just give her that knowing look. You know, raised eyebrows uh, after everything from yesterday. Well, the last few nights ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sure. You know, there's might take a little bit of time, of course, but um, yeah, it's fine. We can sort it out. It doesn't sound like it's a job that needs to be done in a rush or all. Um, so, no, no. So we go. We got time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it with us. No, thank you. No problem. Okay. So I would imagine that the the two of you hang out and interact. Mitchell is very quiet um, in general, yeah. but also around, especially Dermot. Although you do know that over the past couple of months, he's been struggling with the fact that also Audrey now is Camarilla. Yeah. Because he, of your group, he is the strongest you know, anti kami of the group because he has had multiple run-ins with them. You know? 
Yeah. Um, At some point, I'll I'll go in and check in on him and just kind of give him a bit of attention and make sure that he's doing okay. Yeah. And try and put him at ease. No, he's he, the only thing he says is like, well, well, you've been lucky with this multi shenanigans coterie. Yeah, could have gone much worse, but they're a, they're a good lot. He's all right as well. Yeah, he means especially with the camis. I mean, Carl was nice, solid, good friend of Ruby. Yeah. And uh, now this guy doesn't seem bad. Yeah, I think he's um he's on the level, hmm. pretty much. I mean, it's, I think he just it's obviously Camarilla, but he does what. Well, I think they, the Camarilla are playing their game, their cards right, you know. Yeah. Grab the ones they haven't fucked up thoroughly yet. That are you know um, you know amicable and friendly. Put them there to give them a good image. You should try talking to Audrey. Well, she's been around more, which is good. Yeah. But she still, she still goes around from time to time to some celebrations, yeah. weird stuff, and river. And I almost lost it when she said that girls would jump into the water naked, and then the guys would give them like wreaths and stuff. And I was like, "Why are what? you there?" Well, the the the, the, the the summer solstice celebration or the the day of the whipping cloud or the the, oh. the bullshit that your other friends have i don't know yeah yeah one of them was like a fertility ritual it's like i'm serious are you serious we're kindred <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> thankfully they, they don't invite me to those <laughs> but they um i mean yeah i don't know they're, they seem happy enough, and I mean, are you worried about are you worried about Ruby? Do you feel like she's getting distant again? I'm. I fear the ones getting distant is me. I've been trying to look into Scott's murder. And nothing, nothing, nothing but like nothing. Nothing or nothing, it's weird, nothing. Like, nothing is weird, people. nothing. Nothing like like someone messed with people's minds, nothing. That stinks like the Camarilla because they are the ones who have the people who can do it. They are the ones who have the mind melters and benders. Have you, have you been speaking to mortals? Have you been speaking to the kin kindred? Both. Both, and this has been thorough. So whomever was involved has some degree of, some measure of power in this sect. This is not like a, like an idiot that yeah. fucked up. This is someone. This is this is an idiot Fuck. who's connected. Okay. But yeah. I think they're on to me. You need to be. Are, are you are you being careful? Well, as, good, as careful as I can, but just some of them need more convincing than others, and he cracks his knuckles. Okay, all right. Give me a list of. Or can you just can you just let me know at some point who you've spoken to? Don't ask any more questions because I don't want you getting into trouble. Um, or at least not for a while. 
and then just leave it with me. I said I'd handle it before, do you remember? I'm still... It's been months, Matilda. How are you I'm... handling it? Trust me. Trust me. I wouldn't say if I didn't mean it. And I want to believe you, but you've got many responsibilities in now this with the election. It's in... I understand right. if you can't, but... No, I... Well, I don't know what I can and can't do, but I'm... It's being looked into. But leave it alone, right? I can't. Okay, well, just be quieter. How about... Just... Whenever you need anything, you just let me know, and I'll do it. Okay. If, if, okay. if you're handling it with, with your guys... Keep me in the loop. Okay. Involve me. Yeah. Then I have something to do and I don't have to feel alone whenever Audrey's not around. Uh, whenever Ruby's not around. Okay. All right. I'm going to go back to Dermot because Squid's giving him more slogans <laughs> and I need to save him. So um, <laughs> just give me a second. Yeah. And I'm going to go back over to the other yeah. side of the group. And as you leave him... Uh, from marketing management. Sorry? <laughs> Marketing manager. As you leave him, uh, you see Ruby that, of course, she noticed that you were having a conversation and she just waited until the end and then she passes you. She gives you a, a, a quick wink and a smile. That's insane. Thank you for you know, chatting with him. Yeah. And then she, she goes to him, you know, puts his hair behind his ear and, and very tenderly talks to him. Okay. So the rest of the evening goes pretty nice including um dermot being you know around some other people also but this in this case uh mortals that are around that are hanging around and partying so so you start with the social and then you slowly escalate it uh audrey and and squid stay in the place until very late until you leave. I mean, you leave and they are, they are still there. The rest of the people leave. Like at some point, Murray and Matilda and Mitch and Ruby, they they all leave. But when you leave, which is quite late, they're still there. They're amongst the last. As if they were treasuring each and every second they are spending with one another, being from the Camarilla and the Anarchs in a very wrong way. Because this is not the way it was supposed to be. She was autarkies. But not anymore. Now, Nanjasel, I have a, a question to ask. Because you mentioned that you, you wanted... So, Bex, you wanted Nanjasel to reconnect with her father. Have a chat with him. But also you mentioned Dermot. Yes. Okay. So obviously my dad died at the docks and so that's where I go to talk to him. And but now I know that Dermot see the dead. So I would like to have a conversation with Dermot about whether or not he will go with me to do this. And then I would like to go and chat to my dad wherever it is that he is. 
So that has. Okay. So, 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 so I don't know if you want, if you, whether you want to play the scene between Rob and I. Sorry. I'm... Well, it, it depends. If it's something that Dermot would happily do, at least join you at the beginning, then it seems like a like an easy, like a simple enough request. It's like just come and see if you see anything. But if it's if, if Rob feels that Dermot might need. A little convincing or, or or at least a little bit more context then we can play the scene so i'm happy sure. with either we're, we're good with time today Dermot and Nanj have a good working relationship yes. so uh, you know he will happily come and have a chat with her no problem at all okay so then you meet at the docks yeah for... so to be yeah. to be precise this will be by the water side where he died yes so yeah. it'll take a couple of days. Yes. Yeah. Because you will be um, giving a quick call to, to Hubert. Oh, to, yes. To, to let him know that in your area of the talks, there will be someone of the camera list throwing up and that someone yeah. is his fellow Malkavian. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and it actually takes literally two days. It's not that... Hubert is showing any sort of preference for Malkavians or anything. It's just it was fast. Completely not suspicious. Well, this is my purposes, so that's fine. <laughs> so I, I'll have probably made my way there earlier in the evening. Uh, and I'll have arranged a time to meet with Dermot there. <laughs> and I think probably fair to say that when he arrived, um, there's a kind of a there's a noticeable difference to her because she's normally in his interactions with her has been quite kind of fiery and forthright but this is a version of her which is much quieter and much more reflective but when he arrives um she will say thanks for coming i was uh I was open, you could help me out with someone sort of like we talked about. I can't remember if I've if I've mentioned this to you or not, but it was a ways back now when my old man died in an accident around here or, or here, precisely. Now time was that he was all I had in the world. And things ain't that way no more. But it seems to me that you might quite like an update on what I've been up to. And always it's here I talk to him. Sort of where he is, because this is where I am. But it struck me that I've never been able to see him. And I thought you you might be able to. Such that, you know, I can have a word and be looking in the right direction, like, you know? Now, I don't know how it works with you a lot. Is it, uh, is it just a thing that happens where you've got to say something or do something? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, these things, there's all around us now. And, and, uh, It's more just a, you know, 
when we're fortunate, we can block them out and choose not to see them. And that's what I do most of the time. Sometimes, you know, I let them in. Sometimes uh, I don't got no choice. Well, I, do. I don't know if there's going to be other, any other people around here. But I can tell you what he looks like, if that helps. Well, as long as you keep an eye on me in case I see something I don't want to see, but... Uh... <laughs> what I got to do if that I'm Just, uh, you know, I'll be fine. I'm sure. Well, probably ain't going to be all night. It's no, just no, no, a... no. If I'm, you look, family's important. I understand that. Oh, yeah. I understand that more than most, so... I'll do anything I can to help you him. I really appreciate that. You know what we do. Problem. So, so um, yeah. just give me a moment and I'll have a look around, see. Perhaps so you I'll could just tell me what he looks like and I'll, um, I'll see if I can find him. So I'll provide a description of him. So he's a, he's a big guy. He's like six foot three. And he's quite well built. Significantly, he is wearing around his neck kind of glass pendant that looks like this. Um, so, so she, this is part of the description in terms of this. I would be able to identify him. Otherwise, there's nothing particularly, you know, remarkable about him. And um, yeah. Do you mind me asking, Ange, how did he die? It does make a difference. That's all. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Besides, it's always worth you knowing how you, what you're on the lookout for. Um, he got knocked in the water by a crane, but he was unconscious when he hit the water, and so he sank like a stone. Hmm. They, they said, uh, they said, you know, he didn't, didn't feel nothing at the time. Aye, aye, okay, okay. I'll have a look. Alright. Alright, thanks. Okay. So, once Dermot opens his soul to the sight, He he sees this sort of ghostly superposition of of what it is and was. True enough, new figures appear. There is a woman. She seems to be dressed in Victorian era dress. She's looking out into the water, sort of like waiting. She's standing, floating in the air with her hands resting upon something that probably was a, a pier or a deck or something that has been removed since. Then you see where, where two real world people 
are having a conversation near some kids that play, there is a non-living, like a, a ghostly um, old man that is just looking at the kids and smiling. And then looks at the the people sitting on the bench. And he's just there looking. And you know that these are sometimes the spirits of those who have departed. Specifically this one recently. And he's just looking over their family and making sure they're okay. While the other one is one that has unfinished business. And, and you doubt she will ever complete. No sign of Nangisil's father around the water. Which makes you think one of two possibilities. The most likely is that he just moved on. His soul moved on. Not everyone lingers after they die. Actually, the number is quite small. And of all of them, not all of them remain in that state forever. And the other alternative is this dock is not what it was important to him. This is not the place where his soul would be tied to. It is most likely that he just is with the Lord. Look around. Turn to the uh, Victorian lady and go. It's a long evening, man. Long evening. I might want to get some rest. Oh, I am fine. They will come back. They're due. Their ship is due. They will be back. Well, uh, God bless you, man. Amen. And he'll kind of try and close it down, turn back to Nanj. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Nanj. You know, I'm not trying to give you any kind of false hope or any things like that. He's, um, there's a couple of spirits out there, but none of them is your father. What? And that don't mean it sucks. It means he's probably passed on, Nanj. Probably passed on for the best, you know. Did he have a good life? And that's not to say that he wasn't ever here, you understand. I mean, you've only brought me down here just now. Could have been that he was here before. And if he says you come down here and you've been talking to him for a long time, like, could have been that he's uh, listened to what you had to say and he's decided to pass on himself. Could be that he's not here, he could be somewhere else. If you want, I can happily go to other places with you and look for... Put your soul to rest, you... But, uh... I'm sure he still hears what you're saying. I... I don't... I don't know. If he had a good life. I don't know. Well... Most people find they're content with their lot. It's only a few linger around. Other places, this place would be a flood. But, uh, no, you know, he's, uh, he's with the Same. Lord now. He's, he's gone up and, uh, found his place in heaven, no doubt. Yeah. 
I'm sure he was a God-fearing man. I, I, sorry, sorry, Dermot. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that was a, that was a thing that would happen. I, I mean, it, he's always here, or, or I know he was here. I, I you felt him, right? But, 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 I, I didn't, I didn't know there would be a time when he weren't here. Oh and now, now, now it's gone. But Same but as in now, this world, Nance, you know, we don't all stick around yeah, forever. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I didn't do, I, I haven't finished talking to him. I haven't you don't have to. Him. You don't have to stop talking to him, Nance. It's... You have to understand it's painful for some of the people that stays around here. And that's not to say that they don't want to be close to people here on this this place, but they have to move on at some point. You don't want to keep them here. you got to wish them happiness and all. So, it, so if he's not here, then that don't mean he can't hear me. That's what you're saying. No. It's the same as when you pray to the Lord. He hears you. Well, I don't do that. You don't have to pray to the Lord. I mean, you talk to your father. It's the same kind of thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have... to have wasted your time. Not a waste of time. Sounds like you're still dealing with this. No, that's that's the point. I'm not not dealing with it. I so I came to tell him. Came what to tell you... him it's all right now. Well, tell him there's then. There's different. After he was gone, I didn't. I didn't have a path. I didn't have a a journey to go on. Now I do. Things are different now. For better. And I I thought I was coming here to tell him that. To tell him. It was all right. He could let go. It was going to be all right. I didn't, didn't think I would get here and find he'd already gone. He'd already let go. But would you rather no. I just lie to you, Nanch, and tell you no, that he no. was here? No, I, I. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rather have that. I, I just—it's not what I expected. It's all. It's just. It's not how I went in my head, you know? So, it's all right. Look, you yeah. came here to say what you had to say. As far as I'm concerned, you should still say it and mean it. And if he's there listening, at least then he'll hear it and you'll know you said it. I'll leave you for a bit, you know. All right. All right, if what you, if what you say is true, then I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Thanks. 
So I, I think they shall wait until, not not until he's gone, gone, but until he's stepped away or however, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever the term is doing. When you, when you have your own space and you feel more comfortable, yeah. he gives you your space. And so then she'll sit down on the side of the dock as soon as she's looking out over the water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she'll say... Well, this is a weird old conversation, I thought you were here to listen. It turns out you ain't. For some reason. some reason that bothers me. Upsets me, you know. thought you were always going to be here. No, you ain't. And it don't make no sense to me because... I was coming to tell you it's all right now. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing after you went. It's been a long time not knowing what I was doing. And, and then I... And then... I got mixed up with this... This group of people. And... I got... I got some better advice came to understand something different about life, right? There's there's more different paths out of me than what I thought. I I've got a different life out of me now than the one I had when you was here. And I, I was coming to say, you know, I'm gonna be alright. And it ain't coming to say you you know you can go you ain't got you ain't got to look out for me no more what well, i know you was doing but dermot says you can still hear me even though you're already gone anyway it's right it's worth saying it I was so mad at you for going. So mad at you for such a long time. Not anymore. Not anymore. I, uh... I understand now I'm a bit better how these things work. Okay. He's right. And you're off where his folks go. And I'm I'm on a different spiritual path. One one to enlightenment. You would have thought I would have talked about that, eh? Hey? Yeah. Well, wherever you is, I reckon I'll see you when I get there. But just give you the Heads up, it's probably a really fucking long time till I come by. I love you, Dad. Go off now. Then I think she'll stand up, or she'll get up, if where she's saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, if is Dermot still around somewhere? Like yeah, he'll still be. 
within sight, just not nice within earshot. Yeah. Yeah. So she'll she'll go up to him and she'll say, "You done it? It's all it's all said now. I think I'm gonna gonna go sit and chew it over for a while." Sure. You know what we used to do when, you know, after a week, proper Irish week, you know. What? What do you used to do? Go out on the razz, you know. You said what you had to say. You celebrate the life that was. That does sound a better idea. Where do you think we should go? See when you're off, Normally, I just few places we can go together without some kind of two-day permissions on these kind of things. But you know, motion's always alive, so uh, you yeah, know. I'd rather forget about this in a different way. I think that's what it's up to you. Now let's do it. It's been a long time since I went out someplace. Okay. See what we can. I'll get a couple of friends. We'll go out into town. Yeah. So you, Dermot knows that there are a few places, especially around the hardware side, where he doesn't need any permission because the Autarchies have opened it for business, but not as a hunting ground. Um, so, but motion in other places. We, we can do a strike Crafting engineer, several places that you can go. Take Nan yeah. around and just uh, keep his uh, her spirits buoyed. And uh, for the rest of the evening, Dermot shows Nanj a different side of herself as she celebrates the life of her father. Now, I will have a question for Nanjusel because I know for a fact that Dermot will engage in this. <laughs> um, will it, which will be, he will be fitting from certain choice individuals making a cocktail for himself like people okay. taking different types of drugs Dermot will be taking different strength and, and amounts of sips as in a little bit of LSD for the trip a little bit of weed to calm it down a little bit of speed to put it you know to make it jiggle and and he does this but once in that state he is sharper and focused and clearer and than you have ever seen him. And he is happier and and up, you know, and and he at some point just goes behind the deck and starts making music. And he starts proper giving a tribute to the man you described your father was. But in the weirdest way you have ever heard, because this is electronic music, you never thought of that being what calls to you. So would Nanjasel also engage in this sort of trip that she's been offered by DJ Oshi? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay. So just to make sorry. Oh, come home, hammer to all <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be cool this? Yeah. 
just to, to, to give some respite to some of our listeners and some of our viewers, the session tonight will end with Nan Giselle letting her, herself go completely. She's in a state in which she no longer is thinking. She's just feeling the music and letting it manifest through the motions of her body as tears roll down her cheeks and she smiles for her father had a good life and above all he knew she loved him and that is where we are going to end the session and not with a freaking cliffhanger because <laughs> i need your nerves sharp for next <laughs> week's cliffhanger i mean ending <laughs> so this is where we're going to leave it Thank you very much to my players for Thank giving me a, a lovely session. Today was really nice. Good luck to Matilda Alls Wells. Vote for Matilda Wells. Yeah. For Finally. Oh, my God. We're going to invite Janish to the party. Oh, oh that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, yes, because next week is full campaign mode on for is going to be episode Eight and elections happen in episode nine. So I'm just calling it out there because there's a, a vote coming your way, disaster goals. And if you want to know more about how oh. votes work and how, you know, elections, I, I believe a vote around the vote is a, a, a sort of a voteception worthy kind of thing. So when Matilda <laughs> loses the election, she can blame the disaster goals and not me. <laughs> You know, unless unless she wins and therefore she can blame the disaster ghouls and not me. Okay, no, no, um, I, I will be posting a vote. And for those of you who are curious, uh, if you are a patron or a, a Twitch subscriber of ours, you have within your the, the, the amazing package that we offer, uh, you have the possibility to just go into our discord who uh, also you can join without being a patron or twitch supporter but if you are in the discord there will be votes that will help shape the story sam and i are trying to tell with the help of our players we have elements of the plot that we have considered that we have several choices and instead of making up ma making our minds between ourselves we let it to you to help us choose which way to steer things so check that out talk to people Join our Discord. I, I felt a Mitch pushing a button somewhere. And um, we will see you next week. Until then, enjoy. Thank you very much. And good night. Bye. 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 Bye.